check who's on the track next. Never half step like. Yo, what's up, what's up? It's Ronnie B, Pro 17 Thoughtcast Live, also on Cali Conservative Podcast Audio Only, Spotify, iHeart Music, etc., etc. Got a lot to talk about today. Happy St. Patrick's Day for those of you guys that don't feel that it's cultural appropriation. You get a lot of that on in the black community when you talk about uh, doing things that black people do, like getting your hair braided or... <laughs> having a big booty or having big lips or whatever the case may be, or, or rapping. So hopefully uh, we're not uh, appropriating on you traditional Irish Americans. But happy St. Patrick's Day. It's always a, a fun one for the kids. Made my son a shirt this morning or actually yesterday. And, uh, and, 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 and all festivity and to stay in the St. Patty's Day spirit, I had to make myself one too, as you can see. Rocking the Pro 17 original Lucky Charm shirt with none other than your favorite leprechaun, Lori Lightfoot. So, shout out to Chicago. They did the River Green this morning, so that was interesting. It's funny how they can always find time and and resources for these type of, uh, you know, useless activities, but they can't seem to figure out how to stop, you know, 30 people from getting shot every day. But, uh that just is a part of life in Chicago. So uh, thanks, everybody, for hanging with me today. I got uh, three stories I want to talk about today. And for any of you that checked out the mega show the other night, I appreciate that. That was like a seven-show <laughs> seven episode that I was trying to just get back in the swing of things from missing like four days. And uh, But you got seven little mini clips if you didn't want to sit through the whole hour and 20 minutes. I hope you check that out. Please do that. But today we got some interesting things to talk about on St. Patrick's Day. And I talked about the cultural appropriation stuff. Let's talk about uh, the black appropriation. Let's talk about white privilege. White privilege is something that has been spawned in the halls of academia. Ibram X. Kendi, et cetera, et cetera. CRT. Everybody's a victim. Black people, you can't do anything. You need a white liberal, the white savior to come and help you out with your life. Again, we know on Pro 17 that we do not subscribe to that ideology. We know that that is false. That is uh, victim mentality, that which has really held black people back since they started doing this about five or ten years ago. And again, the leftists and the Democrat Party have a have a uh, brilliant marketing scheme when it comes to these things. All started back in the welfare state, et cetera, et cetera, in the 60s. But I don't believe there's anything like that. What there is really is it's a class privilege, right? This is about money. There, There is a dichotomy between people in the United States. But it has nothing to do with your skin color. What it has to do with is your financial position. And your influence is in regard to the mainstream media and the mainstream narratives. And a lot of that has to do with your bank account and your dollars. Okay, so... Going into the first story has to deal with a lot of that. We're going to talk about Juicy Smouye, a.k.a. Jesse Smullett, was just released from prison after he <laughs> was supposed to have 150 days guilty over his uh, his hate crime hoax. And isn't it crazy that that with all the hate crimes and stuff that they complain about and how black people are being lynched and uh, just oppressed that we have all these fake hoaxes I've done videos in the past showing about all the fake hoaxes at the colleges and stuff. There's been another two or three that has happened over the last week that I'll probably cover either tomorrow or on the clown world episode. 
But for right now, we're going to talk about this Jesse Smollier getting out of jail. Now, if you guys remember Jesse Smollier, I'm going to bring up the story. Remember Jesse Smollier? He was the guy that uh, 2 o'clock in the morning in south side of Chicago, for some reason, this guy has got a million dollars in the bank account, wants to go get himself a subway in a blizzard. And of all places, says that in south side Chicago at 2 in the morning, there's two white MAGA supporter, Trump supporters with red MAGA hats on that come and beat him up, throw bleach on him, and put a noose around his neck uh, and then say, get out of here, and white supremacy and all this kind of stuff, right? It all turned out to be a fake lie, a hoax, and all that kind of stuff. Um, So he gets caught, gets accused. Two African guys that he hired to do the job, when the FBI approached him, said, hey, man, we this wasn't our idea. That was, uh, that was Juicy Smollett's idea. <laughs> that had nothing to do with us, okay? So, you know. He gets convicted. Five counts. He's supposed to do 15 years. It gets down to, what was it, 150 days, okay, which is, what, about four months, five months, I guess, in jail? Yeah, five months. So he gets out of jail uh, yesterday. He gets out of jail on some technicalities. And uh, let's go into it, and I want to talk about what I, what I was saying about the class privilege and black privilege uh, and white privilege in regard to if you are LGBTQ. So convicted felon, Jesse Smollier was ordered to be released from jail on Wednesday, pending an appeal of his 150-day sentence that went into effect last week after staging a hate crime hoax against himself and lying to law enforcement about it. Uh, the one-page order issued by Illinois Appellate Court on Wednesday afternoon stated that Smollier was to be released from the Cook County Jail after signing a $150,000 recognized bond, which would not require him to post any money, the Chicago Tribune reported. The only explanation offered in the order was that Smollier has never been convicted of a filing offense and would, be, would have completed his sentence of incarceration well before his appeal is decided. So this comes down to some sort of like technicality thing and double jeopardy situation here. Um, Smollier was sentenced on Thursday of last week to 150 days in jail, followed by 30 month probation and was ordered to pay $120,000 in restitution and $25,000 in fines during his sentencing. Juicy told police on January 29th that he was attacked by two men. I just read all that stuff of MAGA country, blah, 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 blah. So down here, just a list of all the stuff that he's done. And, uh, so now he's out. He's out now. Now you had people like Jamil Hill. You had um, what's the other girl's name? Oh, I forget her name. Another black actress. Everybody's championing for this guy to get him out. Free juicy, free juicy, all this kind of stuff. Right. But the criminal justice system, first of all, and all the Democrat blue states, as we know, is garbage. And that's why I'm wearing this short shirt in honor of Lori Lightfoot, a.k.a. Beetlejuice, a.k.a. the Leprechaun. Because this is her, this is her city, and they don't prosecute prosecute any criminals there anyway. So there's no surprise when you see this kind of thing happen to Juicy Smollier. Of course, he's going to be able to get out. He's got money. He's got influence. And that, that's what I was talking about in the intro, in regard to uh, not being white privilege, but there's class privilege. And I talked in the past also about the victim hierarchy in regard to United States citizens. Back in the olden days, it used to be like if you were a woman, you had you know, you needed to get women's rights. So they were the biggest victim clause and 
and you know they got the right to vote and everything and they wanted to be equal as they should have you know i mean not, nobody's disputing any of that you know women wanted to go to work they wanted to get the right to vote and stuff like that women's rights you had that title nine and sports and all those kinds of things but now when you look at it it's not black people anymore it's 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 the lgbtq alphabet mafia these people are the ones that are number one on the victim rankings okay so the first the first rank person is going to be a member of the LGBTQ plus ABCDFG community, also in conjunction with being a minority and racial group, i.e. Jesse Smollett. Okay. So boom, he's got the gayness and he's got blackness. And he's got Jewishness. <laughs> His grandmother's a Jew. So I think he's like half or something like that. So boom. Three quote unquote marginalized groups subsets there for Juicy Smollett. And he's also a Hollywood star and he's got money. Okay. So it's just like, you know, hey, the floodgates are open. There's no way this guy is going to, uh, <laughs> you know, be prosecuted like a regular criminal. And again, especially not in a city like Chicago, Illinois. All right. And in a lot of these people that were championing this guy in the beginning, as far as like, oh, he shouldn't be convicted. He learned his lesson. He's going to be blacklisted and blackballed from Hollywood. Dude, that's not that's not even true, because I, because what's going to end up happening is what he's going to write a book. He's going to be on Oprah. Right. All these people and on um, these black Democrats and the leftist liberal shows, they're going to want to get ratings. So they're going to bring him on the show. They're going to pay him a, a healthy ransom. There's going to be a juicy smollier documentary. Mark my words. Right. Meanwhile, people are forgetting about all the man hours that he wasted, all the police time and overtime that he wasted. It was considered a federal hate crime because the Biden administration has come out to say, as we know, that the biggest problem in the United States is white supremacy. So here's this fool and, and other people that with all these hate crime hoaxes that use government resources to stop this alleged white boogeyman. That's going to come and lynch you at a subway at two o'clock in the morning in a blizzard. Apparently, this is this is what we're dealing with in uh, in the mainstream nowadays. The supply and demand don't seem to meet up. I mean, there's high, there's much more demand for this racist lynching, white supremacist uh, oppression of black people than the supply is to the point where you have a a, a celebrity. I don't know if we call him an A-list celebrity, but he's definitely celebrity. He was on a hit show. He's been in some movies. So we're at the point to where this celebrity actor that's got a million dollars in the bank needs to be validated so much that he's got to fabricate his own hate crime. And, and and then you start riots and then people get hurt over this stuff. And then, you know, again, trying to paint MAGA Trump supporters in a bad light. That's nothing new. That's nothing new. We all we all understand that. But the but the but the mainstream normies that watch these kind of stories and look at this stuff when the story first came out. I mean, if you had half of a brain on your shoulders, you're like, hey, wait a minute, this is some bull crap. They picked him up. The cops came to pick him up like an hour later from the, or whenever they picked him up and the dude still had the noose around his neck? Bro. Come on, man. You know? So it's just it's just really unfortunate that we have these kind of situations going on in America right now. And I wish I would have had time to pull up the other hate story, the hoax that went on. Um, I forget what city it was in, but 
it was the same thing. It was, I think it was another college. Somebody wrote something on a, on a bedroom or on a drinking fountain, get out of here. N word, you know, and somebody was complaining and you see, you see, we're being lynched. These black kids and these black people want to be oppressed so much. This is the greatest country in the world. So the fact that you can actually fake your own hate crime and not do <laughs> any crime for committing a crime. So it's just curious to see in the days to come, what's going to come from this. If he's going to really be, uh, blackballed. I don't think he's going to be blackballed at all. Like I said, he's going to get some sort of talk show host appearances and book deal, what have you. Um, and again, with everything going on in, in Russia and Ukraine, this story is kind of getting on the kind of the back burner, except for several like conservative pundits and things like that. But other than that, Shout out to Juicy Smollett, I guess, in the sense that, hey, he beat the system. I guess I'm not mad at him. That's what the system is. Our criminal justice system is absolutely ridiculous right now when you think about it. And really, we we do have bigger fish to fry than uh, than this gay black Jewish actor that tried to lynch himself. <laughs> we, I guess we do have more important things to deal with. But it's more of, of just the, the premise of it all and the foolishness of it all and the culture and, and today's society in America that we have a, uh, a, 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 a oppression that is not real for black people. And maybe, maybe one of you white people can show them what's up. Actually, no, I'll forget that. Scratch that. I was just kidding. Facebook, YouTube, I don't condone any violence. So I just scratched that whole thing, but shout out to Juicy Simulay. Hey, you beat the system. I guess I can't be mad at you for that. Right. Next thing I want to get into talking about black victimhood. We want to talk about the prominent black lives matter activist that was indicted a federal fraud charges. Hey, you know, it's like, I always do the thing. I hate to say, I told you so, but I told you so. Go back and check the Pro 17 archives on the topic of Black Lives Matter and their fraudulent $60 million heist that Americans have uh, still trying to figure out what's going on with the money. Where's the money? We don't know where it is. And I believe... One second here. I'm trying to get this up for you guys. And I believe that... um. Patrice Cullors is also in the news recently because she was one of the ones that was 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 pushing for Juicy Smollett's release as well. And again, every time one of these black activists or anything goes wrong or where where their own self has to be held accountable for the mistakes that they've made or the lack of work that they've done, the first thing they want to do is go and say, blame the white man. It was the white man. So we have a situation of this happening again with this Black Lives activist. Let's go read a story, and then we'll talk about it here. Prominent BLM activist indicted on federal fraud charges. She preemptively blamed white supremacy. <laughs> Man. Black Lives Matter. Monica Cannon and Grant, a prominent Black Lives Matter activist in Boston, was indicted Tuesday on fraud charges by a federal grand jury. Cannon Grant and her husband, Clark Grant, founded the nonprofit Violence in Boston. It's also called VIB. 
And Cannon Grant is also a well-known BLM activist who rose to prominence in the Boston area after George Floyd's death in 2020. Okay. Her and her husband were charged on an 18-count federal indictment. They were accused of defrauding donors, lying on a mortgage application, and illegally collecting pandemic-related unemployment funds. In total, the indictment alleges that uh, her and her husband raised more than a million dollars in grants and donations for people in need, but she took a substantial amount for themselves, as reported by the Boston Globe. They allegedly concealed the true nature of transactions, all while paying for gas, restaurants, personal travel, and hotel reservations, nail salon appointments, auto repairs, rideshare services with charitable donations, and indictment. Uh, the indictment alleges. Prosecutors say the defendants presented themselves to be un- as uncompensated VIB directors to donors and other charitable institutions. When in reality, they exercise exclusive control over the VIB financial accounts. Used VIB funds to pay for personal expenditures from 2017 to 2021. And diverted VIB monies to themselves through cash withdrawals, cash checks, wire transfers, and other personal bank accounts and debit purchases, among other methods. (laughs) Uh, Before I get on to a little more of this story here, I I just want to say... I hope you guys are not still rocking with Black Lives Matter at this point. I hope everybody has learned your lesson about this fraudulent organization. I said back in the video before, what happened to the 60 million? Didn't I tell you it was going to get memory hold? Didn't I tell you? I said that they were going to forget about the story because the money went through the Act Blue portal, which is a Democrat funding uh, website, which funds the, the Democrat Party. That's why it's called Act Blue. I told y'all. Patrice Colors and all them with the money they went and bought a Canada mansion that that was a ex-communist compound. These people are fraudulent liars. So now they want to get up here and blame white supremacy for you getting caught for going and getting your nails done and your hair did with money that was supposed to be given to, to less fortunate communities. And again, remember all these people that were victims of these Black Lives Matter causes never got any money. They received zero dollars. The black community has not been helped at all by this Black Lives Matter organization and VIB. And also, also, in 2020, the Boston Globe magazine named Cannon Grant as Bostonian of the Year. In 2021, Boston Magazine named Cannon Grant as one of the most powerful people in Boston. Okay, so you're in Boston. You're not in like, uh, you're not in like inner city Detroit. Or Compton, okay? Here in Boston, Massachusetts. That's a white area, predominantly. Okay? That's a white city. The Boston Celtics, are you serious? Massachusetts? But you want to be talking about white supremacy when you were named Bostonian of the year and named, labeled as one of the most powerful people in Boston. Make it make sense, people. Make it make sense. All right, so what did she say? After being arrested in her home Tuesday, a judge released Cannon Grant on her own recognizance. She will be arraigned next week. Uh, I just want to get to where she talks about the white supremacy factor here. All right, here we go down here. Uh, However, Cannon Grant addressed the federal investigation in a podcast episode, and she blamed white supremacy for the probe. In fact, 
She said that other black activists had, quote, partnered with white supremacy to bring her down. <laughs> oh, so now you want to talk about black on black crime, right? Now you want to talk about black people harming other black people because it's detrimental to your financial interests and your freedom now, because now you might be going to jail for, for fraud. You had a charitable 5013C organization that you took for your own self to go on vacations and, and do your own business. Uh, and, and not claiming that you were the actual financial holder of these funds. And so it's white supremacy's fault. So what, where's that energy when it comes to the black people that are being killed on black on black crime in the streets like that? But it only, but, but now you're worried about black on black, black on black violence and black on black jealousy because you think that they are after you because of you, because of your swag. Okay. So she said, uh, yeah, partnered with white supremacy to bring her down. And she also claimed that people were jealous of her success. Quote, the moment funding started coming in and the world started seeing us doing the work, which prompted awards and accolades, it was, quote, I want what she got. She don't deserve it, she said. This is what happens when you're successful, she added. This is what happens when you don't accept mediocrity. This is what happens when you're successful and nobody can explain your success because it's not theirs to explain. Um, no, this is what happens when you're a criminal. <laughs> this is what happens when you steal people's mon money. This is what happens when you are a fraud. This is what happens when you are a part of a fake ideology. That's that is nothing more than a scam organization, a Ponzi scheme, a money laundering organization, a grift, you know, and speaking of grift, like all these people on the Black Lives Matter movement and all these liberals, they always want to first to say like somebody like Candace Owens or black conservatives are grifters, that they're doing it for money. Like 100, if like you wanted to be a real grifter, I would do what they were doing. Who's paying black conservatives to be a conservative? That You ain't getting views. You ain't getting money. I'm not getting more viewership. I'm not getting any money. Candace Owens is definitely not getting paid. If she wanted to get paid, she could go and be a a black liberal like everybody else would be on these leftist talking points and she'd be on all these news channels, all these talk shows. You know what I'm saying? Right now, nobody wants her on except Fox and her own show on Daily Wire. And again, this is something that the Democrats do and all these people that are on that side, these leftists, is that they always project what they're really doing. They're the ones grifted. They talk about a grift. They talk about white supremacy. You're using these methods to steal. You were nominated as one of the most powerful people in Boston and and you were actually stealing money from white people. How's that white supremacy? <laughs> you know, th this is... I hope people are waking up to the nonsense. I hope people are really starting to understand that you don't just open up your wallet and donate to people. I was just talking to my wife about donating stuff to Salvation Army and stuff. We have a lot of stuff we have to do from our shirts and stuff, but... It's like, why don't we donate to Salvation? She's like, no, because they're going to sell it and make a profit off of it. And it's like, yeah, we might as well just go donate to the homeless people ourselves. It's like, okay, well, yeah. And so, like, it's like this Black Lives Matter situation. It started off as a phony narrative to begin with, with the way that they just portrayed the the black people, quote unquote, being murdered and hunted down in the streets by cops, which again is less than like one percent of the actual interactions. You know, and, and so the media narrative and, and stuff like that, that that 
pushes this out to the mainstream people and all the regular normies out here and says, hey, look at what's happening. So so everybody is tugging on the heartstrings of all these people. And, of course, the white liberals will be like, oh, my gosh, these poor blackies. Well, yeah, you know, we know they're animals, so we better make sure that we take care of them. Let's donate uh, $100,000, Mildred. And so they get all this money, never goes to the black community. They're buying mansions in Topanga Canyon. They're getting their hair done. They're going on vacations. You know? They ain't that Roscoe's a chicken, chicken and waffles, unlimited check. This is what they do. So let this be an eye opener to you guys. Stop, stop first, stop dealing with these lion leftists. They're dishonest, straight out of the pit of hell. It's never been about helping the black community. If you want to help the black community, you need to start talking about nuclear families and getting fathers back in the home. They don't ever want to talk about that. They just want to talk about throwing money at a situation. You want to start throwing more government programs, which just lines the pockets of the politicians that in initiate these programs. That's what they do. And uh, you guys should know this by now, but again, low information, people don't understand these things. And I don't even think this story is going to be covered on mainstream media, CNN or MSNBC. It's definitely not going to be on uh, on any cable news channels. It's only going to come to the conservative realms like Pro 17. So share this video out. Let the let the regular normie people know this because this is detrimental to their ideology and all the messages that they push. Black Lives Matter is part of the Democrat Party arm. Remember when they were talking about the riots that were going on? And they were saying that, oh, it's, uh, well, you need to let them riot because of the social justice. And it's it's warranted because, because what? They ended up burning down poor minority cities. <laughs> I think there's another story actually talking about how the, the Minneapolis was looking for more funding to rebuild the cities that Black Lives Matter burned down. <laughs> Why don't you ask Patrice Colors and this chick to uh, this chick Grant to, to, to get some of that money and put it in the black community that you guys burned down and the black businesses and minority Latino businesses that you guys burned down during these riots under the guise of social justice. And they just have to do it. And you see, that's the real white supremacy. That's the one, the people that are really trying to control you. They understand that you're going to get emotional and burn your own stuff down. That's why they don't have to do it anymore. You do it to yourself, the black on black crime. You do it to yourself. You listen to these talking points and they, and then you're going to burn down your own cities and you're going to shoot your own people. You know, 7,000 plus murders every year, black on black crimes. And then when a, when a, when a black person goes and attacks a cop and goes for his taser and gets shot, y'all want to go up and burn up the whole city. Donate to me. Black lives matter. Black lives matter. That's what y'all want to do. And then and then you get arrested for, for, for fraudulently grifting people out of their money with no balance sheet, no ledger. And then you want to say it's because of white supremacy. You miss me with that. Hey, wake up, people. Black Lives Matter is a scam organization. Can't say it enough. And I'm sure I'll be talking about some kind of story again. But you know what it won't be? It won't be them going after the 60 million. That is still up in the air. I guarantee you that. All right, let's get into the last story here. This one's pretty funny. I was going to save this one for the Clown World episode. Um, but I'm going to do it today because I thought it was interesting. And this is going to be a fun episode, I thought, 
today for me to do these stories. And so I wanted to add this one in here too. Now in this world right now where we're living in with the transgender stuff going on, we just had the pin swimmer that I think was at the championships and won the championship, I think two days ago to the boos and jeers of the crowd and the parents of the other women swimmers. Again, that I can't really feel sorry for you swimmers because you messed this up on yourself. You didn't go and, and complain in person. You wanted to do it anonymously because you're worried about getting canceled. That's your own damn fault. You need to go and tell them how you feel. You don't want uh, wet testicles in your locker room. It's okay. I think people will identify with that. And again, I, I want to know where the fathers of the parents, the parents are uh, for these for the swim team. So you're, you're talking about a swim team that's got like what? 18 to 22 year old women there. And you're okay with this guy with his balls hanging out in the locker room. There was even uh, allegations of him getting erect in the locker room that apparently that he's still attracted to women. So again, this is all the guys and this is all fake, but in today's society, we see a lack of manhood and you're seeing a lack of um, traditional morals and traditional family values. That's just, a, that is what it is. That's why we have a pen swimmer. And that's why we have what we have on this next story right here, where a, Brazilian volleyball ace Tiffany Abreu shows impossible as nothing in a new Adidas set. Now, I brought this story up today because his uh, son's in volleyball at, at his high school right now. And so this popped up today and I was like, wow, let's talk about this. So in Brazil, they are one of the best in the world in volleyball, um, men and women. And their league is one of the best leagues in the world. I think United States and uh, Brazil and Cuba actually are the, are the best three women's volleyball teams in the country or in the world, excuse me. And, you know, th these Brazilian women are incredible at volleyball. I mean, they really are the athletic. They can jump out of the gym. You know, they got that pedigree. They, they've been doing it for, for generations. But then you go ahead and you add a, a Brazilian man to the mix. So you do understand they're going to win the championship, right? There, there's no mistake. And I believe they already have, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. But if they haven't already, they're going to win. Now, look at the picture here. This is what progressivism looks like. And again, this isn't another country, but the fact that it's it's Adidas that's repping this now. This is becoming the norm in America and in the world now that men can just go ahead and just take over women's sports. Where's the women at? Where? How come I don't see more women fighting against this type of stuff? Why don't I see more women standing up for feminism? She's taken the spot of, of another volleyball player in Brazil. And again, what I, what I want to stress here, I know this is in Brazil, but this is happening in the United States as well. With Leah Thomas, the, the pen swimmer. And it's going to continue to happen now. As you as Just wait. I can't believe it. Like five years ago, you would have never seen anything like this on the mainstream. So, so just think about how it's going to be five years from now. Will there even really even be another WNBA? A women's basketball league. Remember when Joanna Man movie? <laughs> Remember when Joanna Man was actually a funny joke movie about a basketball player that got kicked out of the NBA and he goes and plays in a women's league and he puts on makeup and a wig? Remember that? That's actually reality now. That could actually happen tomorrow. You know, and and, and if a man had no dignity or self worth or whatever, let's say like you're a college player, you know that you're not going to make it to the NBA league. 
they can easily just go put a dress on and go put grow their hair out long and and uh pluck their mustache or whatever and go ahead and join the WNBA. And you won't be discriminated against whatsoever because of equity. <laughs> because of inclusiveness and understanding that uh gender is a spectrum. Bull crap. So this is the first trans woman to play in Elite Brazil Superliga. Yeah, that's the league, Superliga. And if you haven't seen that, check out the videos on uh, uh, YouTube. Because in the Olympics, it's always at the end when the, for the gold medal in the Summer Olympics. It's always Brazil, Cuba, United States. It's like it's, those three teams are, are the always the ones that are like trying to get the gold medal usually. And Brazil's always there, always. Uh, but she's the first trans woman to athlete to be featured in a major ad campaign. Tiffany Abreu's season in Brazil's women's volleyball Superliga ended with a tough playoff semifinal. Oh, they actually lost. Wow, I can't believe that. You got a, you got a dude on your team. <laughs> you got a dude on your team. I think she's a middle blocker, too. You know, it'd be different if it was like a Libero or one of the smaller players, you know, but you got a big man. That, and again, it's just the genetics. Wait till you see this person's shoulders and stuff. It's ridiculous, man. Uh, so... Uh, women's volleyball Superliga ended with a tough playoff semifinal loss to eventual league champion Itamba Minas last month, but she garnered a win a few days later when she was named by Out Sports as a Pro Athlete Award winner for our inaugural Triumph Awards. Then on Monday, Abreu won a spot on the new ad campaign for Adidas. One of the 30-second vignettes showing groundbreaking moments in sports and culture focuses on Abreu's rise as the first trans woman to play at the highest level of her sport in one of the most competitive volleyball leagues in the world. Yeah. The campaign is called impossible is nothing. <laughs> no, that's not true. Impossible, maybe nothing, but you know, what's nothing. Your, your women, women's rights is nothing. Now you guys have no rights. Hope you guys understand this. And the problem is I think a lot of women will, will, will allow their rights to be taken away from them just for the fact that they won't vote Republican just so that you won't be considered conservative you will gladly have your rights taken away and allow this foolishness because you don't want to look like a bigot because you don't want to look like a homophobic or transphobic person. So you want to side on the side of deception and foolishness instead of on the side of reality and science. <laughs> this is, this is ridiculous. Watch this video right here. This is the actual Adidas video. And uh, tell me what you think about this. Sempre acreditou em quem é. Estou no espaço que é meu por direito. Ela enxergou possibilidades de fazer algo que nunca foi feito antes, de ser a primeira mulher trans a jogar vôlei no mais alto no Brasil e usar sua história para que o mundo inteiro pudesse enxergar possibilidades de abraçar suas próprias identidades com coragem e aceitação para todas as pessoas. Oh, Lordy, 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 I tell you, this is, uh, I don't know. I do not know where we go from here. Uh, there was actually some other stuff here about Abreu is the third out transgender athlete and the first trans woman to be face of a major brand. So, yeah, so here's another picture of them winning the uh, 
like a second place playoff. Uh, that's a huge. That's, <laughs> hey, I guess as long as the society is going to allow it, what are we gonna do? We can't go anywhere else. That's why. That's why it's like I'm starting to feel a little bit discouraged here because I don't know what the answer is. You know, it's like there's only so many times that you can take your kid out of stuff. Like, I didn't want to deal with the transgender, lesbian, and the COVID restrictions for my son in school, so we took him out. We're doing homeschooling. Okay, fine. That That's with that, right? But society and the generations to come are going to have to deal with this as a normal situation. The Don't get, Say Gay Bill is getting more national attention. And again, check out the Pro 17 video on the Don't Say Gay Bill. The lies and, and the reprobate people that want to champion this bill that wants to promote sexual talks and gender conversations in a classroom with kindergartners to third graders without parental consent. How do you justify that with a straight face? These people don't care anymore. The people don't care anymore. It's a godless society. Science has left. Basic common sense has left the building and it's left the country. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for that new Gerona man to hit the WNBA. You know, I mean, hey, that might boost the ratings. Ain't nobody watching WNBA right now anyway. So why don't we just get a Joanna man type of person in there and it'll, it'll be funny for a minute <laughs> and still it'll become sad. But women in the Title IX movement and all that stuff is, has been uh, eliminated now, even to the point where you have women's getting the women of the year award trans men or trans women or however it goes it's trans women right you become a woman so you're a trans woman whatever and they say and they even say that trans women are women right so so if you're trans you are a woman apparently i, I mean I'll, I'll never say that but rachel levine got it you got that one actress that was also and we're not talking about some weird uh lgbtq magazine that has uh, identified these people as such you're talking about usa today Newspaper. You're talking about Time Magazine. Have nominated these people as women of the year. Doesn't that make you women upset a little bit? I mean, just a little bit that the world has gone crazy. What about your accomplishments, women, that you've done for, for the United States? What about like a like doctors and stuff? You know, it's always and it's always somebody in the political realm, or it's always somebody that's like in a sport or a Hollywood arena. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what it is. All these all these Hollywood and media outlets are run by leftists and they're all degenerate reprobate. Shout out to Matt Walsh, who did a a college speech. I believe it was at Leah Thomas's college, and he was he was getting uh heckled and stuff, and people were trying to protest his his speech, talking about the ridiculousness of all this stuff. And he went full force with it. And when and when um there were some other people out there interviewing the 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 protesters. These kids have no idea what's going on. They are so lost. And shout out to him for going to the to the Lions Den to try to fight this and try to bring some some common sense back to colleges. What are you sending your kid to college for? This is ridiculous. It's like how many kids graduate every year? You think it just extrapolate the amount of, of craziness that's coming out of colleges every year. So why would you think that the people from the last 10 to 20 years that are now in Hollywood and in these positions and these gender study graduates. Why do you think it's like this in the mainstream media and the people that are running these marketing departments for Adidas? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though 
the percentages in the United States and across the world will does not agree with this at all, this transgender movement. But what does it matter if the people that control the pen and the people that control the camera are from these LGBT communities and are, you know, advocates of these things? That it doesn't matter what 99% think about this movement. Only thing that matters is that they have the camera, so they have the voice. Yeah. So. Crazy world, clown world. So on that note, hey, happy St. Patrick's Day to everybody out there. Uh, stay safe. Don't get too drunk, you rookies out there, you rookie drinkers. Better as though to stay at home. <laughs> and really, you don't need St. Patrick's Day as a day to drink. You shouldn't be getting too faded anyway. And I'm saying that to myself also, as people just know that. But yeah, be safe out there. Do not drink and drive. And a uh, shout out to Lori, the leprechaun Lightfoot, for letting Juicy Smollier get out of jail. I'm looking like Beetlejuice. Uh, one of a kind. Hit me up if you need that, by the way. But yeah, I know St. Patrick's Day is going to be over in like 12 hours, so whatever. So anyways, thanks for checking out Pro17.com. Please make sure to check out Pro17.com slash merch. Always remember that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Do not be a fool. Do not be a leftist. And uh, please don't support these lying leftist Hollywood idiots. Okay? Ronnie Bial, God bless. Until next time.